Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you close to the action. My name is Roxy. Today I'm joined by my fellow host, Amber. Hello. As well as a couple of our staff team members, uh, Bettina, Syed, and Jean. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello, everybody. To keep up with all of our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, All at Craze Magazine, and YouTube, The Craze. Before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that help make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, me, and Ambrianne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash craze magazine to check out all the great perks we have for our members. Now, before we jump into our topic. We do have three team members here. Can you guys go around and introduce yourselves and what your role is on the team? Well, I can start. I'm Jean Liebert. I am staff photographer. It's a little quiet these days from the lack of live concerts, but I plan to be back out there when things start up again. So lovely to speak with you all. Hi, this is Bettina. It's very nice to be here with everyone. I'm a new writer at Craze. I'm mostly responsible for Ladies Corner, but also cover lots of debuts and comebacks. So yeah, glad to be here. Hi, everyone. My name is Syed, and I'm a new Craze writer. I mostly cover new releases and debuts and do a couple of album reviews here and there. And I'm really excited to be here. So today, our topic is Comeback Roundup. You see this posted on our website all the time, but this time we're going to do a quarterly wrap up to talk about what our favorite releases have been for the first quarter of 2021. I'll start. Um, the The first thing that comes to my mind, I'm not going to lie, is Shiny. Like, I really loved Don't Call Me. And I'm not like the biggest Shiny fan in the world, but this song hit it. Yeah, yeah I completely I understand. Agree. Yeah. And also Shiny was everywhere. I feel like on everything I saw, Amina was there. Whether it was variety or the music videos or anything, he was always around. And there was a whole group and all the different variety shows and things they did. But the song was definitely great. It was also very much anticipated that they were going to make a comeback. Especially like last year's Culture Humanity concert that SM Town did. Shiny wasn't there, which a lot of people were kind of mad about. But they teased it throughout the concert. So there was a lot of buildup to this comeback. And they yes, delivered, they for sure delivered with this. Definitely. And I love the MV, like the styling and the whole visual. Yeah, I'm all for it. It was really good. I just need to talk about Key's hat. Like, what was that hat? It looked like he had a bird <laughs> on his head. There that were a lot me... of questionable moments, and that's why I loved it. <laughs> that gave me major, um, I don't know if, Anybody knows this character, Moira Rose from Schitt's Creek, really popular show. It gave me major Moira Rose um, energy with that uh, hat that he had on. So I really enjoyed Shiny too. I Don't Call Me was their title track, but their song Marry You was so sweet and so cute. And what people were saying on the timeline and what Shelbles are saying is that it's the continuation of the story that the Nuna that they were singing at was so pretty that now they were saying that they wanted to marry her and I thought that was really cute that's so sweet I'm just a bitter bitch so I'm really stuck on the title that one really hit home so 
while we're on the topic of shiny and being bitter, um, my one of my favorite releases this this first quarter was Epic Epic High is Here Part One, and making a statement there in Rosario. I definitely agree. Um, I was really excited about the uh, entire album because it's it's been a while since Epic High has released anything necessarily, and um, I was really excited to see the three of them do variety shows and interviews. It just made me fall in love with Tablo all over again. Like I started following him on Twitter again. And just like his whole social persona is just so fun. And then they come out with such a serious and such a deep thought-provoking album. And I love that um, juxtaposition of the two together. Right, Syed, you unfollow dad. Like in what world do you unfollow Tablo? <laughs> well, okay, so I'm quite new to Twitter. So there are a lot of K-pop idols and a lot of K-pop accounts that I did not initially follow. And I've discovered them as I go along. Oh, okay. So you weren't following him in the first place. You didn't yeah, unfollow I wasn't and following then re-follow him, the him. And then he started talking about WandaVision and I was like, oh, I need to follow him. <laughs> Whoever this is, I need to follow him. I think Tablo's love for Marvel is like unbalanced. Like there's just no limit to it. <laughs> The fact that he was offered to be the subtitler for Disney Plus in Korea so they could hurry up and move their catalog here is iconic. I don't know. Everything about Tableau is my favorite thing. Like, I saw a video of, of the three of them on, like, they were doing the BuzzFeed, like, best friend challenge or whatever. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. And I had never related more to DJ Two Cups than I was, like, expecting. Like, I, w- I was talking to our... our um, Steph, editor, me in, and they were like, you're literally DJ Two Cuts and I'm literally Tableau and you hate me. <laughs> that was one of my favorite videos with them. No, the trio are amazing. They've been amazing their entire career. This album is fantastic. I can't wait to hear the second part. And when is it coming? I'm so excited. He confirmed it that it's going to be out this year, later this year. So two epic high albums in one year. That's incredible. I've- I feel spoiled because like we normally get years in between albums. True, true. Um, Speaking of some of the features on that album, loved the CL comeback. I am waiting for that album to drop. I have it pre-ordered and still not out, but we got to hear her voice on Rosario. And then obviously we had B.I. Hanbin on um, acceptance speech. So going from that, I loved his new release, Midnight Blue. Um, I, it was a very surprising release because I thought it was going to be very hip hop focused, but he went for a very ballad, melodic rap route. Um, and the lyrics are so heartfelt and so emotional. I was doing the translations for the songs and it just made me cry. <laughs> Hanbin is a good boy. I'm glad that he's back. Hanbin's situation is interesting because like he announced like this happened when we were recording a podcast they were doing like a an email um newsletter kind of thing and we were talking but like in the chat we're like Hanbin just announced something hurry up get on the list and it was like a pain in the ass to get on the list I got onto his newsletter list and um that's where they sort of send the information on what he's doing 
And there was uh, an email sent out the other day that was like letter from him. And it was very like intense. Like he seems to be very genuine about the stuff that he's going through and sharing it now because like he really couldn't when it was all happening. Yeah, definitely. Even the lyrics of the song, um, I think it was Blossom. No, it was Remember Me, the second track. And he he's talking about how it was. he was really grateful to be a part of the quote-unquote V, which, I mean, he's referring to his former group. And um, he hopes that all the people that he interacted with while being in the group um, remember him still and listen to his music, which I, I thought... Like, yes, we will definitely, Hanbin. You don't have to worry about that. All I got to say is Icon's contract is coming to an end very soon. And I just need all of Icon just to go to Hanbin's label. If they don't leave YG, I would be surprised because they have got the short end of the stick for so many years. Speaking of Icon, that was another amazing comeback. Why, why, why? Um, I loved the music video for it. It was really beautifully shot and I'm really excited to see them on Kingdom even though I have my issues with them net <laughs> um, I'm excited for all the performances and all the covers and collaborations that they do for the show. Bettina do you have a pick that you like? Yes I definitely it's actually I think it was a very strong quarter but I have two favorite albums that I would love us to talk about one of them is I Am's solo debut, and the other is Von Ho's love synonym number two. Do like, not get me started on I Am's. Uh, like, what was that? Damn it. I'm obsessed the with the damn, damn it. Oh, yes. God damn it, I like it. That's all I can say. Like, uh, I was always just a very casual Monster X listener, so I didn't expect to be, like, this over the board about these albums but I can't stop listening to them. And I usually just pick like one or two tracks from an album and put it on my playlist and that's it. But these two, I just play back and forth, like the whole album, no skips. God damn it is amazing. And from One Ho, Ain't About You with Kiara, I think that's a huge pop. I, I'm obsessed with these two albums. I mean, I love Loose. I mean, it's just, I think it's an amazing song as well. Yes, same, but the Korean version. I like the English too, but the Korean version is the one for me. Definitely. It reminded me of um, Wick's error era for some reason with the whole animatronic heart and the sort of strings and orchestral instrumentation of that song was really incredible. And I was surprised as well because um, I never really fell down the Monster X like rabbit hole, but this album was so strong and it just jumped out at me. Same, same, same. Jean, what about you? I have to say, I think this is for a really strong quarter for individual female artists. I think there was a lot of strength there. And just for the recent release and previous, I think IU is amazing. And she's just proved again this quarter how amazing she is. Celebrity was an amazing early release in January. And then the recent ones this week of um, Lilac and especially Coin it, are so good. But I mean, it's just all around the female artists individually. I personally think a little bit more than the groups really hit it. And so it's just from the strength of Jesse's What Type of X, Yana, Nakul, and then Chunga's album. Sorry, I'm going on. But yes, so I, I think it's a very strong theme, but especially IU. I'm so glad that we have IU agenda still happening, even though Jay is not here. 
because you know if she was the IU agenda would have happened <laughs> anyway oh yeah guys Jay is doing her civic duty and getting her vaccine jabs and taking a little break this week we already miss her already but I love celebrity it was happy it was out there as classic IU and it was just such a strong song for her to come back on and the album is just excellent and if you haven't heard it yet her like ballad the um C, the note that she hits on there is just killer. Since we're on female soloist agenda, can we talk about Hannah? Hannah's release, I'm Not Cool, and Bad Girl, or Good Girl. Is it Good Girl or Bad Girl? Good, 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 good girl. girl. Yeah, um, that's definitely on my top list. <laughs> good Girl gave me classic Hannah vibes, and I was like, yes, I've missed this, because I wasn't the biggest fan of flower shower but i'm not cool and good girl i was like that that that's the hyana i know yeah i'm still obsessed with i'm not cool like i think i'm listening to it at least like five times a day and like just dancing to it no matter where i am i could be sitting on a public transportation and i'm just gonna like you know vibe with it yeah speaking of another ex wonder girls member sunmi came back she is my queen my idol i love her um, with tail and I just felt like it was such a di- mature sound for her um, at the same time she sort of went back to her second generation roots of you know it really reminded me of 24 hours and full moon and like old second generation girl group songs which I love and just the choreography is so incredible <laughs> and um, just like her whole aura. Tale is not a music video you can watch in public without people giving you stares. I learned <laughs> that the other day on the train because the Ajuma next to me got a little too curious and was like, what's she, what's she watching? And she saw, saw me in leather. So that's a thing. Definitely, I would agree. I mean, they had to censor a lot of it for the music shows. They had to take out a lot of the dancers because the Choreography was a little bit too risky for Music Bank, I suppose. So what I'm hearing is that somebody pushed the envelope a little bit on this one, huh? She definitely did. Definitely compared to like her previous comebacks, I think her previous comebacks have always been a little bit quirky and witty and colorful. But this time she went full on diva vibe for her comeback. I want to go back to Chunga real quick in her song Bicycle. So good. Mm. Ooh, yeah, yes. but I'm just like, Chunga, honey, I know you're not talking about a bicycle. It was like Ariana Grande's side, side by Side or whatever that song is. It's like Chunga, but brilliant wordplay for what she's actually talking about. Also, the music video for that song, they went all out. Her, com- her label went, like literally put the entire year's worth of um, budget into the music video. Okay. Since we're still on a solo artist kick, I really want to talk about You Know. Not his album Noir, but specifically Eeny Meeny. That was one of my favorite songs this year. And it's only March. You Know is kind of in hot water right now, though, isn't he? Which still makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, the story about him running from the police was made up, I learned. but Of course it was, but it's funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. But I mean, he's very on theme with his comeback, I suppose, with the whole mafia and um, the whole music video for thank you i'm just like it's a publicity stunt just to promote his album it would be on brand though 
if that were true. Another male soloist that has been dropping great music this quarter is Kang Daniel with Paranoia. And the fact that he is... Exactly. Oh, Paranoia is so good. And he's been releasing consistently good music. And with the announcement of Yellow... I'm so curious what he's going to come out with next. I was so surprised by how much I liked Paranoia because like, I don't generally listen to Kang Daniel, not because like, I don't like him. It just like, I haven't vibed with his stuff. But the only reason I listened to this is because nobody else would pick it up to write about it. So I was like, I guess I'll do it. And now I'm in love with it. So sometimes that's fun. It was an unexpected love for me as well. Kang Daniel's comeback. So I can't wait for the next one. Well, I can do the one that everyone's expecting, which is Dreamcatcher. Oh, yes, I was going to say that one. (laughs) I've been on the Dreamcatcher hype train since they started. So anything that they release is pretty much my favorite. And I really thought that Odd Eye could have been the one to get them that music show win. Just because it had so many elements of what is popular in music these days, but it still had their sort of their own twist to it. I don't know. I still think it's not fair that they are not getting a lot of attention in Korea at least it's getting there though like some people are recognizing who they are I went out and bought the Dreamcatcher light stick the other day and I opened it in public and someone came over and was like is that Dreamcatcher's light stick and I'm like yes it is and we had a good bonding moment over it I still need to get it it looks like I could beat someone with it if I had to I feel like that was the whole point around it since we're on agendas uh 80s come back I'm always on the 80s agenda we just talk about specifically it's not a not the title track but their track leaders or the leaders it it's what i've needed out of them i was so excited to finally get that type of track out of them this was one of the first comebacks by 80s that i kind of enjoyed their b-sides more than the title track i know that's like a controversial opinion but for some reason i I want them to dive into some of those different sounds that they had with the B-sides compared to their title track, which is amazing. Fireworks, I'm the one. It's an amazing song, but I want them to, you know, dive into some of the other sounds that they had on the B-side and make those their title tracks. I've actually heard more of that uh, with this album that like people were not as fond of the title track or thought that it could be stronger or that some other stuff, the rest of the stuff on the album was stronger than the title. I feel like I'm biased though, because like whatever they do, I like it. So I don't really have like a good opinion on this. because (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm only disappointed with, with fireworks because yeah, the, the track is good, but when they perform it on the music shows and live, one of their key members are missing. Minky was lost. We all want him back. He needs to come back. He needs to come back. (laughs) He's taking care of himself. Yes, that's true. We let him take his time, but we are really waiting for him. (laughs) But I mean, like, the hole is obvious. That's the thing. Like, anytime a member... I also have like this innate fear built into me that anytime a member takes a hiatus, they're gone. And that's because I lived through all of EXO losing their members that way. So like <laughs> when somebody says don't, like, don't jinx it, don't say things like this. <laughs> no, not mid eighties. No, <laughs> I don't think I'm it's going to happen. So like this resonates with me too much. <laughs> Yeah, you just hit my fear. Being a stay, please don't go there because I'm a stay. Oh no, no, no! Oh god, oh god, no, (laughs) no, 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 no! no. Let's not. Not. Hyunjin read his bubble messages today, so he's coming back. (laughs) 
All right. Oh, yes. I can't this, go there. This is the best news all week. Oh, no. I think I just no. unlocked something in every single one of us on accident. There's like this like <laughs> insane trauma. <laughs> but I mean, K-pop honest, overflowing emotions. Being a K-pop fan is traumatic in itself. Yes, that's true. But since we are on the Stray Kids topic, can we talk about going dumb? Like, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but I think it's just a crazy good bop like maybe it's because i'm old no i'm not at all but it's just so nostalgic to me like it's nothing really new but it just brings back so much memories from like eight or ten years ago when i was like dancing out in the clubs and whatnot so whenever it just comes on i i go crazy it's such an easy song but so good yeah also stray kids you know, I end with this mangi on top. He's not the mangi anymore. You know, it's just I love the baby. The baby is gone. It's just yes. Like, <laughs> he's not so, a baby anymore. His braces came that... off, and he's his braces person. came off. Yeah, he hasn't had his braces in like a year and a half now. Girl, I don't pay attention to things. How was I supposed <laughs> to know that? Roxy, he has got. He is growing into his Busan boy powers. That's not good. Major powers. <laughs> He hasn't even fairly harnessed in them. We got to remember the most troublemaking boys in K-pop are often from Busan. I know. Dominic is from Busan. The Busan boys are my problem. And I don't like this because he's five. I don't need this in my life. I don't think Uh, we're not five anymore, please. (laughs) Speaking of like the hip-hop-y stuff, can we talk about uh, Big Naughty's release, Joker? It was really, I was actually kind of surprised how much I liked his album. I don't know. It, vi- it vibed with me in the right way. Cause like, I don't know, shit was chaotic and he was like, here's some stuff to chill. And it was like, I don't know. It hit well. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's on my list. <laughs> I have to get to that. <laughs> and don't forget after you listen to Big Naughty's album, make sure you check out Roxy's interview with him. Funny kid. He was funny. I, I like, when I was reading through what he said, I almost cried because it was so, I was like so unexpected. I did read the interview and I went straight to Instagram and followed him, followed him right after. <laughs> I feel yeah, weird I... about that too, because that kid is 17. I'm like, I feel like I'm old enough to be your mother, even though I'm not, but I'm close. Like, I checked out his album because of the interview, but also because of um, Jamie Park's feature on it. And I love Jamie Parks, so, and I'm really excited for another track that she's going to drop, I think, next Friday with Swati, Doja Cat, and Chan Mina. Yes, um, I was so surprised to see that tweet. Yeah. I'm so excited um, about that. Even though it's just a remix, I'm still very excited for this transcontinental collaboration. Yeah, like, uh, these are all huge names. I love yeah, it. Yeah, Big Naughty's album, I liked it, especially Joker. Um... I know Roxy and I are big fans of them, but Lucy's latest release has, was really good too. It was the final or their second to last album in their seasons. Uh, it was their winter album, if I remember correctly. And they... Are you talking about Hero? Yes. Yes, yes. I love that one. I love anything that has to do with rock and just that sound is really appealing to me. So I enjoy them. And they always have that little twist, their own little twist with the violin. So it's really good. 
Jay did want to mention that she left us a list of her favorites and it was shiny Lucy and then Rosé's debut list or debut Rosé's debut track as well. Rosé's debut track is just becoming bigger than anything ever before. I, I feel like even in terms of just, even, even if we put aside the fact that she's a black pick member, I just feel like her debut and the track itself is just growing bigger and bigger every day. Hot take, uh, Rosé's doing better and may become more popular than Jenny. Ooh, that's not going to go well on Twitter. You want to start a war or something, Amber? <laughs> Are you hey, choosing the- violence today? <laughs> hey, She chose BDC- violence today. The BDC fans don't even like us anymore either. I might as well get a girl group on the, on the list too. I don't know. I feel like getting Blackpink fans to hate us might be a lot more intense. <laughs> a wrong decision but yeah. i actually agree with amber i i actually agree i, love I song. do want to say great. about on the ground though that i did not enjoy the stages that she has been doing i just feel like it's not a song that needed a very intense choreography per se so i'm not a very big fan of the stages that i love the song it's an amazing song but not yes I agree. I I love the lyrics. Yeah, that's what was getting it to me. I would just like her to have like a mic stand and like perform like, you know, like a vocal diva that she is, not do the whole on the ground choreography and everything. Yes, yes. Speaking of girl groups, G-Idol came back with Hua. I really liked that one. Um, this was one of the first times that I enjoyed their whole album instead of just their title track. I thought it was very cohesive and it was very well put together. Um, I, I've only listened to Hua and it's, it's kind of what I expected from G-Idol, if I'm going to be honest. Like they have like an expected sound and it, it met the expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was good, but it didn't stand out to me. There was no like catchy. It didn't. It, it, some of these songs like Earworm in me, and this didn't. It, it's just it was it was good, but it wasn't. Wow, I need to listen to this ten thousand times. It was just like okay, that's fine. You know who did surprise me this quarter, and they were like the hidden underdog in quarter four of twenty twenty weekly. Oh, did you like yeah. their release? Yes, it was good. I don't know. I still don't really vibe with that type of sound personally. I listened to it once, but that was all. But at the same time, it's a very new release. So I feel like I need to listen to it more to think like if I like it or not. But yeah, they were also a very big, like, just considering the fact that they won Rookie of the Year last year, which was like, kind of unexpected because I was expecting like secret number to win rookie of the year for some reason. Secret number is like really unexpectedly popular. At least I see, I see secret number fans in our mentions all the time. If we say anything about secret number, they are there, which I'm like, I admire that dedication. Yeah. They are always on, um, you know, those tweets about radio play and like requesting songs and stuff. They're always requesting secret number, which I feel like it's going to fare well for them for their next comeback. Yeah, and we can't deny that this was an amazing track. <laughs> I really loved it. 
it was an amazing debut. That was such a cute song. I, oh man, they, it made me pay attention to them. Exactly. You just remembered. They came from nowhere, but at least I didn't know about them before. They came from nowhere and you definitely remembered them. Um, I, I'm not sure if this came out in quarter one. I can't remember, but uh, the song Han, Han Rang with Hee and BB and Kang Hoon on it. Do you guys know if that was quarter it one? It was or not? December. Shoot. I remember that one. Yeah, it but it was end. December. Yeah, it was what? like very last week of December. So barely. It was an amazing by. song. Hee looked amazing in those yellow tinted glasses. <laughs> Like, that was giving me a whole look. I forgot that Heechul was a rapper until then. Me too. Me too. Speaking of that, not to start any slander or anything, but what is the general consensus in this lobby about Super Junior? I pre-ordered their album. I'm just going to confess that. I haven't listened to the new album yet. Me neither. I think it's a very classic, super junior sound like there is not like it's nothing new from them um and that makes sense because if you look at the credits it's like literally the same people that have always worked with super junior but it's just it's fun it's fun music I feel like you can just like listen to it if it's on my playlist I'll listen to it I won't skip it but I won't like actively go around, go and look it up and listen to it. Yeah. No, I think the same. I agree that it's very classic them, but it's it, I, I don't love it as much as some of their other comebacks, and and I don't exactly know the reason why. But I mean, it's it's a fun track. I can work out with it and um, listen to it in the background. But I'm not looking for it again and again. I pre-ordered the album because um, because of the packaging. I am a sucker for royalty concept sort of thing i'm still waiting for a royalty concept for exo and super junior did it so i was like i'm gonna pre-order this album because it looks really pretty wait wait sayed are we gonna have to like how are you handling the baekhyun news oh my god don't even get me started and chanyol is enlisting today oh my god (laughs) and kai is due soon i know right and are we expecting like a super m comeback without baekhyun and kai wait kai is due soon I thought he was born in 94. But he's been talking about enlisting soon. Oh, so he's going early. Yeah, because I think there are rumors about a 10th anniversary album for them next year. And Yes, I heard about that too. Sort of hoping to, you know, have as many members come back by that time, which I don't know if it's like physically possible, but Chanyol already recorded some songs and stuff for their 10th anniversary album. Okay, do, what- do you think... Sorry, but do you think that Super M members might qualify for the extension? Wasn't that just a BTS extension, basically? Did they get that extension? I, I don't know if they, were like, they, were, they actually got it. There was a lot of buzz about it, but... Well, I think they did, because shouldn't Jin already go? Yeah, if Jin should they be gone. Didn't? Yeah, he should be. He should have been gone or last year, and Yugi is supposed to go this year, and I'm not like yes, actually prepared yes. for that. It's the 93 lines this year, right? The same yes, age but, as me. <laughs> but Yugi won't be able to do normal service. He'll be in public service. So you don't have to stress a little too much. The downside is he's going to be gone a little longer, but he's not going to be in active duty. What does mm-hmm. active duty military in Korea do? Because they're not um, fighting wars. 
there's like different types no technically korea is still at war um so there's border patrol and they work alongside the um american military so like when june goes he'll probably be a katusa honestly um because he speaks fluent english and there's like other things like they fill in um where additional support is needed i'm just picturing like a line of like k-pop idols at the dmz like having to protect the border that reminded me of that it wasn't there like a variety show where they go they were like they trained as military people you can remember like lucas from baby our poor yes where he says that i don't understand korean and then the person says something in chinese and there's like the awkward moment of like it was iconic like i see that on like compilation videos all the time i want to talk about gravity uh be be our voice i think was the name of the album um but their song bad bad habits was really good and um my turn both made it into my heavy rotations playlist I did not pay attention to them when they debuted last year because of just, I don't know, for whatever reason. But with my turn, I definitely was hooked. I was like, yeah, they are good and they're getting better. So yeah, I can definitely. Well, one that one of those groups that, and songs that are on top, my top list still is um, on and off on Beautiful Beautiful. I mean, yes, <laughs> I was so excited for their win. And um, I just think they're so talented. And this song is everything that represents what they are. And their introductory song, like when they introduced who they, they are, was so cute. So I was very happy with this album altogether. I wrote about that album as an album review. And so I ended up listening to the entire thing which is, it's an amazing, it's a perfect first album for them. Um, it has, you know, their dark EDM sounds that they were like quite popular for back when they debuted, coupled with, you know, there's a ballad, which is a beautiful ballad. Um, there's a lot of melodic rapping. There's a lot of just messages of positivity and, you know, surviving through this whole last year, I think. It was, it was a very well done album and I was super excited for the first wins. They deserved it so much. They definitely deserved it. They were actually one of the first groups I fell in love with live. I had never seen them before and was visiting Korea and then went to the music shows then and they performed then and this was years ago when they debuted and they just really struck out to me. So I'm just happy to see them getting momentum now. Speaking of another boy group, I really enjoyed One Us. They were my favorite rookie groups from 2019. I just thought their whole um, sound and aesthetic was just like so poetic. And I just love that concept. And no Diggity was so good. And no Diggity. And especially because it was such a different vibe for them. Because like in the past releases, they've always been very um, poetic. It reminded me of like, you know, 2016, like Blood, Sweat and Tears bts and stuff but with no diggity they went like complete like psychotic chaotic energy for this song I, really I really liked that concept a lot but like the song didn't catch me as hard 
I still think One Us releases like a lot of really good title tracks, but I feel like that one was like more in the middle. It wasn't bad, but it also wasn't like mm-hmm. as much as good. Because like I thought To Be or Not To Be was really, really good, but like nobody oh. paid attention to it. <laughs> it was my most listened song, according to Spotify from last year. I was obsessed with that track. I love Twilight by them from before, but did anyone else listen to like the similarities between when this is Twilight and King Daniel's Paranoia? Now that you mention it, like I'd have to listen to them side by side, <laughs> but I kind of get what you're talking about. Hmm, that's really interesting. I've never thought of that. So when I listened to Paranoia, I was just like, this sounds so familiar, like the part of it, not the whole thing, just a, a section of it. Like, where am I hearing this? Where am I feeling it? It took me a couple of days to figure out that it was when this is Twilight. Uh, Wavy's Kickback. Oh. Yes. yes. Thank you yes. for mentioning it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they did release a Korean version, so it's like kind of K-pop. Yeah, and I mean, it's K-pop. <laughs> they are still NCT in some ways, so. <laughs> so I just pulled up the Gaon chart for the first quarter, um, just to kind of give us an idea of what's been trending and what's... Uh, popping off in uh, globally versus Korea specific. So uh, in January, from the first week to the last week, it was Miniso Blue Hour by TXT, Renaissance Part 2 by NCT, uh, The First Step Treasure Effect, Treasure, Noir by Yuno, Dystopia Road to Utopia for January 30th. For February, it was CIX with Hello Streams Dream, February 13th at Woosuk's Tasty. Uh, February 20th was the re-release of B. Uh, February 27th was Don't Call Me. March, uh, the first three weeks of March have been ATZ's Zero Fever Part 2, uh, Kickback, and then The Renaissance. So that's what's trending on the guy on charts here in Korea. Do you think that kind of reflects the reactions abroad? Yes and no. Um, the one that stuck out to me was CIX or six. I don't know how you say it, but like, I didn't listen to that one very much. And I didn't hear a lot of people talking about that one very much over here. I feel the same. I didn't listen to it and I didn't really hear that much about it either. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. I normally like their releases, but this one was kind of like, eh. I was also surprised by Kim Woo Suk's Tasty because that album, I don't want to say like basic. I don't want to say that, but it's like, it's a very, like, it's been done. Like that concept has been done, you know, it's very. Um, but let's be real. What concept in K-pop hasn't been done? But also for like, yeah, that, I mean, obviously that is very true. But also for like, you know, just in terms of the sound itself, I, I don't, I feel like it, it was, it's very common for idols to do like, oh, like a hard hitting comeback and then switch it up with like, oh, soft and cutesy vibe um, comeback for their next release. Because Kim Woo debut was amazing last year. I, w- I was obsessed with that. Red Moon was amazing. But Sugar did not really do that for me <laughs> this time. Yeah, it was I'm- like, it was a complete 180. It was a 180. But the lyrics were not 180. The li- lyrics were still very... <laughs> risky and uh, sort of freaky <laughs> I guess you could say. I will say Wusuk has the the produce effect happening. He does yeah I think CIX also has that effect for them with it, Beijing Young. 
it really annoys me because I like uptension and I feel like nobody's paying attention to uptension, even though he's from uptension. Like I know, right? They had a comeback in December and nobody cared about it. Like nobody even knows they had a comeback in December. I don't know why top media won't just like promote uptension with Woosuk and Jinhyuk in it so that they get more attention. They're like, no, they're going solo. Isn't there another group doing the same thing? Is it like their member, like they released a song with the group and then the member who was popular in X1 as a soloist was the, he was credited separately than just being included in his group. I think, wasn't it Victon that did yeah, that? Yeah, Victon. With Han Sung Woo, I think they're- I Yeah. Victon did that? Yeah. I wouldn't think they would need to. I thought they were pretty popular. They but have- instead of- crediting the member of Victon in as just saying a Victon song they credited him separately yeah I've seen I, I think it, it is Victon because Han Sung Woo was um, quite popular as a soloist and there were a lot of like questions of is, is he going to come back with the group or are they going to come back without him and then he confirmed that he's going to be part of the comeback this quarter actually what I said was a good was a good song um, and an album their rapper went hard on that song. I loved his words. Dohanse could step on me and I would say thank you. <laughs> I think that's a general consensus, to be honest. I bought their album because it looked amazing. I am a person who buys album because they look amazing, not because I stand the group. Because <laughs> I buy the album for packaging. <laughs> but yeah. That's a mood. That's a mood. I bought the TXT album, even though like I'm not a very like hardcore stan. I bought both of their albums because it was just like it was so pretty. It was such a beautiful packaging. That's how they get you. They're like, we we know you bitches will buy this if it looks nice, and they're right. Exactly. I don't even <laughs> want to think about how many. I'm just looking at my albums right now, and I'm like, how much fucking money did you spend on these, you stupid bitch? <laughs> don't even go there. <laughs> I unboxed my album in front of my friends like over FaceTime and stuff and they were like do you even know the members names and I was like I know their faces I don't know their names but I know their faces and they all look pretty so that's all that matters to me right so I'm looking at the second quarter release announcements already what are you guys looking forward to because we've already got the month of April full of releases well I've spent a bunch of money buying the signed albums on MY for Astro. <laughs> the shipping is ridiculous, Bro. but I had to buy all of it. <laughs> it's a spicy Astro comeback too. I'm worried about Astro because they're doing that one thing where one member one member is super popular and then everybody forgets about the other ones. Yeah, I get that a lot from them, especially because of Chan Wu and Chai Chai Yun Wu. And um, True Beauty, the popularity of that drama is insane. Well, they're doing some stuff to kind of help with it. I know, unfortunately, my short king is not, it's the least popular member, but Jinwoo got a podcast on Dive Studios. Oh, so, he did? I didn't even hear that. Oh, about yeah, with that the um, Pentagon. Yes, unboxing. Yeah. Unboxing. And he said he would host a podcast once he got his English certificate up to snuff so i'm really curious about how this is gonna go also if you haven't listened to pentagon's own podcast i really recommend it speaking of pentagon their release was amazing that concept yes. was yes. so clever and i it is the cutest out it was the cutest thing ever i have to buy it still <laughs> it's so cute yeah 
And it was the last comeback with their member Hui for a while because he's enlisted now. So it was a bit of a bittersweet comeback, I guess. I can't stand all of these idols that are my age going off to military enlistment because like I remember when I started five years ago, I'm like, oh, it'll be, you know, it's like five years away before people my age have to go and now it's happening. I did that too with EXO because a lot of people were like, especially like I was there when like super junior members were enlisting and I was like, y'all are just, you know, being super dramatic about this. And now like EXO members are enlisting. And I'm like, this is actually painful. Like I am longing for like just a photo of like two members together. Even in Super M, they don't pair Baekhyun and Kai together anymore because they know how to like market things. But yeah. I am sad because it's going to change the landscape of the fandom again. Like we talked about this a few episodes back um, with AMA, K-pop and Mac G. I think we have we had Ashley on that podcast. Yeah, we did. Um, And how we talked about how the K-pop generations, like we have, we may have like three or four, we may have multiple group generations, but the fandom itself also goes through generations. So as all of these idols that we grew up with, like, like EXO's starting to come home, Suju's finally all back more recently debuted idols are starting to go again so the the formula of the fandom the k-pop fandom as a whole is going to change again and i'm kind of nervous to see how that goes exactly i i feel like a lot of like fans like light started like being fans of exo during obsession era when like three of the members are not there and they have never seen an ot9 comeback is that actually true did they get yeah. really popular during Obsession? Obsession and Temple really uh, jumped. Love Shot. Oh my God. That Love Shot. Back yeah. was like so popular. <laughs> I have Every like a bad history with EXO. It's nothing that they did. It's like my own personal life. But, and I was a lay stan. So, like, the fact that he's never going to return makes it harder on me. <laughs> but Don't he is that. still like, he's like, I am an EXO per human. What is it? We're going on, what, year five without him? China will not let him go. They won't let him go back. I mean, he, he did recently comment on Baekhyun's Insta Live. Like, when he, when Baekhyun was like, I'm, I'm going to enlist, and Lei was in there, like, fighting and everything. Excels were, like, crying. <laughs> this is, like, weird emotions right now. He's held hostage in China. I'm saying it now. China, please don't get mad at me, but I think you're holding him hostage. He's a global youth ambassador. So when he's representing China, he's not allowed to be a K-pop idol. That's stupid. (laughs) Or maybe that's just the American in me talking, you know. (laughs) Okay, so second quarter releases. Here's what it's looking like. So Third Eye is coming back with Stalker. Hell yes. Sorry, I just had to chime in. I love Third Eye. (laughs) Astro's coming back with All Yours, which we talked about. Spicy Astro. Hell yeah. Um, Wendy is debuting solo with Like Water. Ejin Huck is coming back with Scene 26. Lunar Solar is coming back with Solar Rise. Kim Jae Won's coming back. Stacey is coming back. Kong Daniel's coming back. CIX has a Japanese comeback. A Pink has a special release. Seventeen's coming back with a Japanese comeback. And Itzy is coming back with Guess Who? NCT Dream is also coming back. <laughs> I'm also excited about this All one. Oh, right. Newest is coming back as well. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'm kind of scared really for the newest comeback, not going to lie. I'm excited. And I think, 
I think BTS is going to have a Japanese release as well one day. That was recently announced, I think. Is it a yeah. Japanese release that they announced? Yeah. It's an yes. OST, actually. It's uh, a, oh, it's okay. Um, Wien is apparently coming back in April. Shiny is rumored to come back with a repackage. Uh, Day6 apparently is supposed to come back with an album next month. And Hypen is coming back too. Their first comeback since debut. Oh, yes, yeah, true. Also, I'm just I'm like rip, dude. I'm not even up to speed on what happened this month. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to keep up with another month like this. And we're not even done with March. We still have Baekhyun and um, Yoon from Winner is coming back tonight. Actually, <laughs> um, we also have Park Bomb is coming back with a new song. A and DKB or DK- DKB, DKB, is that how you say it? DKB, they are coming back in March as well, next week. So there's so many things happening. In oh, these Only One Up is also coming back. And D-Crunch just announced their comeback. Update the content only... sheet. It's too much is happening. Only oh, yeah. One Off has Monty been taking from over PLT Twitter. is releasing. There's not enough time to listen to all of these comebacks. <laughs> Please and, have mercy, I'm tired. JYP yes. just posted Nitsy's coming back. Oh, also, Seal's looming album. We don't know when it's going to be happen- happening. Can she just but... give a date? She's been saying I this know, for but... months. I just want a date. Just like we were told that G-Dragon's coming back this year, but we still don't have a date. Who knows? I'm so excited for when that ever happens. But I've called it. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I see the spreadsheet and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I go in and... It, it oh, literally said in the notes, it's like, YG confirmed it. That's all we care about, YG confirmed <laughs> I know, like, the second Amber found it, she was like, it's going on the sheet, it's mine. <laughs> I love that man too much. There's been so many things that have come out this this quarter, and it's crazy trying to wrap our heads around it. And second quarter's already shaping up to be a monster of a time. And we all know how spring-summer comeback season goes. Yay! Um, do you guys have any final thoughts? It just seems like there's so much coming that's to be looked forward to, to be excited for, that I just can't wait to see what music comes our way. I'm excited to write about a lot of these things for Craze. Yeah, same. I just can't wait to listen to all of this new music. Like there's always something new and I always just explore new artists and new groups that I've never listened to. So yeah, can't wait to hear everything if time allows, of course, because there's so much. I do wish that sometime before the end of this year, we'll be able to see some of these artists live stateside. Yes, please. Oh my God. I will go wherever I need to go. I'm so tired of being in my house. That's a mood. And as always, you can check us out on um, all social media platforms at Craze Magazine on Twitter and YouTube The Craze. And don't forget to leave us a review on wherever you're listening to us right now. Thank you, everybody, for coming on to discuss all of this with us. It was a really fun time. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for joining in. Jay, we miss you. We can't wait to hang out again next week. All right. So with that, this has been the CrazeCast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.